All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre-Show. Two Temple University students were hospitalized Saturday after falling from a four-story rooftop because they were trying to take selfies. They were attending a party and gathered on the rooftop. Police say two 19-year-old women were taking selfies and fell from the roof and onto the sidewalk of the back alley. One of the students suffered leg and ankle injuries. The other's in critical but stable condition with injuries to multiple parts of her body. Police are investigating. Why are they having a party anyway? I guess because they're college kids. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. And they live, though. Yeah, I know. From four stories, that's a long fall. I saw that, and then I saw Rick Moranis from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, who had retired from acting because he wanted to raise his kids in Canada. He was like, he did the Garth Brooks. He's like, I'm going to just get out of this. Don't love it right now. And, well, his kids, I think, finished college or finished high school. So he's kind of back in it a bit. Okay. But he's walking down the street in New York, and some dude comes up and just punches him right in the face. What? Rick Moranis sucker punched while walking down New York City street. The NYPD released a video of the incident where he's shown being punched and knocked down by an unidentified man wearing an I Love New York sweatshirt. He's 67 years old. He was walking home on Central Park West near West 70th Street. And the guy didn't know him, didn't know who he was. Oh, okay, okay. Apparently, it's a trend in New York now where people will just go out and punch somebody. What? That's not a fun trend. Not if you're the one taking the punch. No. So there you go. I saw that. But I saw them release the video, too. So it wasn't anything personal against Mm-mm. him. It I hated Honey, I Shrunk yeah. the Kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> the sequel <laughs> sucked. <laughs> Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, went a little bit viral this weekend on TikTok. Had 2 million views on a video we put up. What'd you put up? This one? Hold on. Caitlin never knows where she wants to eat. So when I ask her, nothing. But I, I saw that if you say, guess where we're going, wherever they say is where they want to go. Guess where we're going to dinner tonight? Guess. Olive Garden. Olive Garden it is, see? Wow. Caitlin yeah. never knows where she wants to eat. So, yeah, 2 million views just Clever. on that video. Probably also helps a lot of guys out. Yeah, just be like, hey, guess where we're going? Wherever they guess, go. Okay. You guess right. Congratulations. Yeah, that's good. Uh, same thing, Mr. Bobby Bones on TikTok. I did four videos. I won't post for a month and a half. I love watching TikTok. <laughs> but I did four videos on TikTok this weekend. You can tell I'm sick and I'm only at home yeah. because I'm like, all right, what am I going to do now? So did that. And these Morgan Wallen videos pop up on TikTok. The guy's like the king of country TikTok. However, all these videos now of all these girls, they're like, Morgan Wallen came over to my house. Morgan Wallen, it's one Wait, after what? the other. Explain. I met up with Morgan Wallen. I did. Mike, do you ever see him? Explain that. What do you mean? Yeah, so what's what, happening? He's what, just and, showing up at. Well, there's a. If you just probably look up the hashtag Morgan Wallen. Okay. He's big on TikTok, but now the whole trend is people are putting up a lot of videos of him just being like, "Hey, he went to the Alabama game, either this year or last year. I don't know." But he's like, hey, it shows the text messages. Yeah, I'll meet you here. Pick me. And then all of a sudden he's with them. At oh, like so that. they show the proof? Because I was yeah. like, they could just be making it up. No, no, no. They show the proof. And so oh. there was one girl going, here's one. When Morgan Wallen gives you a concert in your room, and then it shows him and <laughs> just casually rode around with Morgan Wallen tonight. Here's another one. I mean. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to watch these. He's also, he also sings on there a little bit, but it's good. But yeah, there's a whole Morgan Wallen TikTok that's happening. But I guess he doesn't have a girlfriend or anything, so have at it. Let her rip. Right? Am I I wrong on this? I'm watching him now. Whatever. TikTok's where the funniest stuff is. I don't have it on my phone anymore. I know, but it is where the funniest stuff is for sure. 
Uh, the good news for 2020 graduating class from college, it was easier than ever because most professors weren't like, we're not going to fail you. It's pandemic. Nice. <laughs> I could use that. That's pretty lucky. A woman who stole millions in merchandise and sold it on eBay has been sentenced. She's been sentenced to 54 months in federal prison for selling millions of dollars in merchandise and selling it. She's agreed to pay $3.0 million in restitution. The Secret Service jumped in. She would sell all this stuff from overseas. But, I mean, do you ever get that money back from her? Like, you don't get that money. You just mm-hmm. say you owe us and she never pays, right? Right. Done. She has to pay a little bit of, at a time and then... They'll probably take some of her paycheck. Yes. But, again, they'll never get that money back. Remember when Lunchbox used to run DVDs through international? Oh, man, we were making money. Disney DVDs from China, it was unbelievable business. We did one small load, sold out in probably a day and a half. So we ordered a big shipment, and we got a message from customs that if we ever want to come pick them up, come on down. That was a big loss. Were they like bootlegs, like you're watching The Lion Queen instead? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was definitely bootleg. It was definitely bootleg DVDs, and we, we, we really thought we had a business because we sold the first box in a day and a half, I'm telling you. So we reinvested all the profits, and when you got that note from Customs, it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So you didn't go pick it up? No, they still got it. So they're watching. Um... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to make a Ratatouille one, but then I didn't realize that, that was Disney or not. It is. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, is that a good one? Yeah, Ratatouille is phenomenal. Really? That's one of my favorite Disney it movies. It is super cute. So what, good. What was your joke going to be, though? It wasn't that good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was like Tiny Mermaid instead of Little Mermaid. Okay. You know, things right, like that. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I just bailed out of it. Mousatouille. Once I realized that. See, that's good. There you go. Mousatouille. Um, Amy, anything you want to say? No. I don't okay. think so. All right, because I'm about to wrap this up. Okay. Got a new nail color that I love. You want to know the color? Oh, that's it. That's what he was looking for. I got, yeah. I got it at Walgreens. Here's some background music for this, Ray. This is good. Okay. Riveting. I did. Oh, is that purple? I did. No, it's like a, a brownie. It's got maybe some purple hues in it, but more like brown. It's very good for fall. And I found it at Walgreens and it's the Essie brand and it's called Generation Zen. I was waiting for my background music. Didn't get any. I guess Ray never felt compelled to play it. <sighs> the you. nail minute. That will not be a segment. All right. We used to do the girly minute, remember? Yeah, but it would be me and you. Yeah, that was the whole joke of it. It was me doing it. That was a long time ago. All right. We're going to go. We're going to get into today's show. (laughs) No, no. What did we do with Alexis Wolfer? You weren't doing it way back in the day. That wasn't that. The girly minute was me and you. Well, what what was it called with her? I don't remember. The beauty minute? I did. I had three minutes a day with it or a week. What was it? Anybody? There you go. See? Uh, it's the girly minute with Alexis Wolfer from Beauty Dang, Bean and sucked. Amy Brown. What was it? Morgan, what'd you look up? Well, no, we also did a um girl the girl the girl what did you say? Girl talk where Amy and I would share like girly things that we recommend or that we were having on the show. Oh, cute. Yeah. Kind of like this. I would share yeah. this nail color. And no, trust no, we've been me. doing this for too long. Well, forgetting. well, the girly minutes definitely from like 2007 or All something. Right. Um, thank you very much. Enjoy today's show. Bye, everybody. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. On the phone right now is Craylin in Las Vegas. Hey, Craylin, what's happening? Hey, what's happening, Bobby? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So uh, earlier during the week, Raymundo was uh, hitting up artists in their DMs to see who responds. 
Now, I want to give a shout-out to Raymundo because every time I hit him up in his DM, they'll say, oh, what up, pimp? Or else we'll just have a conversation. So he's always been that nice guy to get back to you if you hit him up in the DM. So I want to give a shout-out to Raymundo. Do you respond to everybody, Ray? Uh, not everybody. Some of the chicks will just say that's cute, and I also don't want to like have a DM combo with a woman. But if it's a guy, I'll usually talk sports or ask what city they're in and just try and get some deets. I mean, usually I get valuable stuff. Don't you try to like make them go on your betting website? Ding, ding, ding. That's I, why he does it. I did that for a while, but I got in trouble, so I've been out of that for months. What's your Instagram name? At? CrayCray20. At CrayCray20. All right, all right. See, you know who it is. All right. Ray, what's yours? <laughs> At Sizen Raymundo. S-Z-N Raymundo. All right. Hey, CrayCray20, appreciate the call. Okay. <laughs> I I was talking to Ray, but hey, good for him for throwing that out there. Uh, American Airlines just furloughed a bunch of flight attendants, and one of them is going viral after she got on the speaker at the end of her last flight and just talking about how thankful she was for the two and a half years that she worked for them. This is the American Airlines flight attendant, Brianna Ross. She completed her final working flight on Sunday, landing in Dallas, Fort Worth, and she posted the speech. Here's about 25 seconds of what she said on the flight. Unfortunately, this was my last flight before that day comes. I will never forget seeing your faces today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the kindness shown on today's flight. I also want to personally thank each and every one of you for choosing to fly American today. This job was an escape for me after being unhappy with my job after graduating college. You know she's getting a job right back as soon as they start hiring back. Yeah. It, they may even go back and try to go like, on second thought, you can stay. Like it goes viral for that and her love for something. Yeah. I she, thought you were going to play a clip of her, like, you know, like, see ya kind of thing. but Like, I that's, netted the mood set up. Yeah. <laughs> no. She's, very different. She's crying there, last day on the job. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Uh, let's see. Here, these are the most stressful life events. Ready for the top five? Yeah. Number five, starting your first job. Number four, having kids. Number three, getting married. Number two, going through a breakup or divorce. What do you think the number one most stressful life event is? Losing a loved one. Nope. Didn't you make the top 10? Wow. Okay. Um, um, moving. Moving is number one. Yeah. It's pretty stressful. Yeah. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't get stressed by it. I just get annoyed by it. I don't want to, and half the crap, I don't even want to move. Yeah. So then you got to find out where to throw in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why did I store all this stuff? It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go, and let's start at number five. Number five! Bill Lambert is 100 years old, and he just broke the record to become the oldest scuba diver in the world. He's 100. Are you kidding me? His family celebrated, describing Bill as an amazing guy. They're going to support him. His goal is to stay in shape so he can break the record again at 101. Think about that, 100 years old. Just doing anything. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Heck, if old Bill's walking down the street to Target, I'm like, that's cool. (laughs) That's number five. Number four. A guy named David Stevens just retired from his job as the CEO of an insurance company. And to help out employees, he's given out close to $13 million in bonuses on his way out. Every full-time employee gets $1,300. And part-timers get about $650. So that's pretty cool, too. Number three. A three-year-old named Wolfie who's obsessed with garbage trucks, only got to invite two people to his birthday this month because of COVID, and he chose the two trash collectors who handle his route. Yes. So they went above and beyond for him. They brought four trucks to his house, 
blared the horns, hung out in the front yard with him, gave him his own uniform. Here's a clip from the news story they did on his birthday party. We took a liking to him and he took a liking to us. Wolfie's a really great kid. Without hesitation, he said you're in DJ. Since you're part of the pack, we got you something. You can play movie with my garbage trucks. There you go. Love it. <laughs> Number two. Bentley Boyers is a two-year-old toddler who happened to be born with a cleft lip. In his short life, he's already had two surgeries, including one to fully close the lip. Well, his dad, Brandon, found a special puppy for him who was also born with a cleft lip. So now Bentley and the puppy named Lacey are inseparable. They're best friends, and they do everything together. Number one. And here you go. Here's your big one. A Dairy Queen in South Central Virginia was sharing acts of kindness in the drive-thru. 256 people paid for the meal of the person behind them between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. last Friday. That's seven hours of cars paying for the order of the person behind them. That's crazy. Here's one of the customers that was in line. Oh, it definitely made my day, and I hope it makes somebody else behind me. That's for sure. That was the Good News Countdown. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. AJ McLean. AJ, what's happening, man? What is up, studly man? You good? You look good. Well, man, uh, as you know, it's a lot of work, so I'm getting in the best shape of my life. I mean, a lot of dancing. Uh, tonight, AJ will be dancing to Larger Than Life by his band, the Backstreet Boys, on Dancing with the Stars. Did they come to you and say at some point you have to do a Backstreet Boys song, or did you go to them and say, hey, let's do it? Uh, when when we first started everything, like about a week prior to uh, getting into the first a couple of weeks of actual dance rehearsal, they had asked, you know, can we do a Backstreet Boys song this season? And I said, I, I totally, of course. I mean, it's a really big part of my story. It's still part of my life. Um, I wasn't expecting it to happen so soon, uh, week four. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. And it's going to be one heck of a performance, I'll tell you that. Are you having more fun doing this show than you thought you would? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, it is a lot of work, as I'm sure you can recall. A lot of stuff that goes on in between the dance rehearsals, like going and doing your package interviews and the press and definitely a lot more work, I would say, than putting an actual tour together. And you and Cheryl Burke, you guys get along pretty well? We are like two peas in a pod. I'll tell you what, um, we have very similar personalities. We're both sober. Um, yeah, man, she is. she's the OG. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely trying to take take in as much from her as I can. The biggest thing that she's taught me is to just embrace the process. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Have you you lost any weight? Oh, yeah. I mean, I when I knew that I was doing the show about six months ago, um, I actually got back in the gym virtually with my with my trainer. And uh, I lost about 17 pounds before we started. And once we've started now, I've lost another probably eight pounds. And it's, I'm pretty much just becoming skin and muscle right now. You know, the thing that people will ask me about that show, like people that are going on the show, some people will reach out and I say, hey, you really got to take care of your body before it gets hurt to keep it from getting hurt. Because once you're injured, you're just, you're performing from a deficit and it's hard to ever get it back healthy because you're training every single day. Are you doing anything to make sure that your body is just staying as best shape as it can be? Uh, You know, uh, one of the first things that Cheryl asked me, uh, to do is to stop lifting, but I'm definitely still doing a lot of core working out, mainly doing a lots of uh, leg stuff, core workout still when I'm home, eating really, really well as well. You know, when I started, my mouth was open. I danced because I'd never danced before, but I would dance. My mouth was always like this. I thought I'd dance. 
That's there any- exactly how I do it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the first couple dances. And then I went back and I actually watched a couple of Nick's dances and he does the exact same thing. I'm like, why can't I just smile like a human being? Why do I look like a Venus flytrap when I'm dancing? Uh, but, you know, last week, uh, Disney week, I was definitely smiling much more. There was no open, open gaping mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it, you know. When the odds first came out, you were the number one favorite to win at four to one. Now, does that put a pressure on you because people know you have some some uh, Backstreet Boy experience dancing on stage, uh, or do you like that? You know, at first, yeah, it was definitely a, a bit of a shock. Um, and yes, that is a lot more pressure to actually take on. Um, but at the same time, I've tried to let people know that even though I've got 30 years under my belt and I've been dancing most of my life, I've been, I, I've been forced to kind of have to reprogram everything I know that's in my body to do ballroom. I've never done ballroom in my entire life. So I never knew about a frame. I never knew about kicks and flicks. It is still a real challenge to kind of, you know, just er- erase 30 years of, you know, dance technique and then start like a, like a newborn learning how to walk. What'd you think about Carol Baskin? Did you spend any time with her? I, I just got to say, she is one of the sweetest women I've met. Um, she was very down to earth. Obviously, you know, everybody, unless you were living under a rock, watched Tiger King. And it was phenomenal, but at the same time, obviously, depicted her in a certain light. And when you get to spend quality time with her, um, obviously six feet apart, um, she's really sweet. And, you, you know, um, I feel like people were finally starting to kind of get to know another side of her. And then, unfortunately, she got taken off the show. But um, I'm sure she's happy being back home with her big cats. And and she is still doing something really, really good. So I wish her all of the best. And she will be missed. Well, now it's the time, too, at least two seasons ago when I was on, where you start making money every week that you stay on. Mm. Because the first couple weeks, they give you that, you know, you're paid a a set amount. But now you're playing for money, AJ. (laughs) You got to dance for money, baby. (laughs) Papa needs a brand new pair of Nikes and mommy needs a new dress and my girls need new school supplies. So, you know, since we're not touring for an undisclosed amount of time, got to do what, what, what you got to do and hopefully take home that mirror ball, man. I want to follow in your footsteps. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Other, otherwise, tonight, everybody listening right now, listen, I love AJ. You can Tonight, his number, and it will be all season, is 21523. You can text AJ to 21523. Uh, he'll dance tonight. He'll be awesome. He's doing a Backstreet Boys song. Uh, you ever see my girl Sharna? I do, actually. She's actually dancing with my uh, new friend, Mr. Jesse Metcalf, and uh, she definitely says hello uh, to you and to my bandmate Nick. And, uh, you know, she's she's been killing it. She got a slight, a slight injury earlier in the uh, season with her ankle, but she's been trucking along. Yeah, so. she danced with Nick. And they didn't win. Wow. And Nick's a really good dancer. And then she dances with me, and she does. <laughs> I remember seeing Nick. I, I saw Nick in, in L.A., and he was like, hey, man. We were like two weeks from the finale, and he was like, hey, man, how's the season going? I'm like, I don't know how, long, how much longer I can hold on. And he was like, dude, you're going to win the thing, and you suck. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, that's why I keep telling everybody, like, may the best man or woman win because none of us are ballroom dancers. So, I do really want to take home that mirror ball. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Especially for my kids. You well, know? The two things to do one, stay healthy, and two, make sure people love you because your dance score is going to go up and down a little bit each week. But if you have the people's vote, you're unstoppable 
as, as that's what I did. You're unstoppable on that show. So, AJ, good luck, man. I'm rooting for you. Thank I, you, man. I love watching you out there. I love Cheryl. Tell her I said hello, and um, we'll talk to you in a few weeks when you're still on. All right, bud? Yes, man. That sounds amazing. Good to see you, brother. And, uh, yes, everybody, thank you so much for your votes. And uh, vote again tonight. Yeah, text Do AJ it. to 21523 as the show is going on. AJ, talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. Be safe. There he is, AJ McLean. I tell you, when I you know, was on the show, you, the first two weeks you just get your check. They're like, here's the money you get for doing the show. Everybody gets the same amount of money. doesn't matter how big a star you are or me. Everybody gets the same amount of money. And so they're like, here's your check. And then week three, you start to make, for the first next couple episodes, you make $10,000 a week. <laughs> Pressure's Ooh. on. Yeah. So about week five or six, it goes up to like 25 a week. Wow. And then it goes up to 50 a week. Wow. And then it gets super competitive because people want to make the money. It's not yeah. just about dancing. Yeah. So when you get kicked off at that point, you're like really upset. You are, but mostly you've just put so much work in. Mm. That you're like, dang, it's both. But that's awesome. Yeah. It's good. I like AJ. AJ McLean, you guys can vote for him tonight if you'd like. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 second skinny. Morgan Wallen announced he's going to be the musical guest on an upcoming episode of Saturday Night Live. The show is this Saturday night, October 10th. Congratulations to Jameson Rogers. He proposed to his girlfriend, Sarah, at the place they met, the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Matt Stell is releasing a new EP later this month. The EP is called Better Than That, and it will be out on October 16th. I'm Morgan Number 2. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. When an eight-year-old boy needed a bone marrow donation to save his life, news reporter Megan Heiler stepped up to help. About a year ago, she did a quick swab, and she sent it in to be placed on the National Bone Marrow Registry, and she got a call a year later, randomly, that she's the perfect match for this kid. Imagine that. First of all, that you even do that. that right, that's great. Yeah. Because that bone marrow donation- No joke. That don't feel good. And so she's like, all right. And then all of a sudden, you just get a call a year later. It, to me, feels a little like Eddie saying, hey, we'll be a foster parent, thinking- you know, who knows if we'll ever get a call. Then randomly a year later at middle of the night, you get a call. Yeah. That's kind of what this feels yeah. like. So this kid's battling a blood disease so rare that only one in one million people worldwide have it. So only one million people worldwide have it. Wow. So when he, she got the call, she was like, yep, I'm in. The surgery was a success. They're both doing well. She says, if you have the opportunity to do this, you should because you can save someone's life. And then I'll say this. If you're interested in donating bone marrow... You can go to be the match.org. B-E the match.org. So Megan Heiler, that is awesome. So pumped that you did that. And maybe our listeners will hear this. Be the match.org and want to get involved too. So there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Washington, D.C. A man was walking through the neighborhood when he saw a car running. He's like, boom, jumps in, drives off. And he looks in the back seat and he's like, oh no, there's a baby back there. Oh my goodness. And the woman had come out of her apartment. She had just run back in to get some. She called police. So police were already there. But the guy returned the car with the baby in it and tried to outrun police. But he got caught. Good for him. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to have the baby back there while he's doing you that. You got to make a decision yeah. then. Yeah. I think what I would have done. Left it where you're at. Is left the car where I was and cut my losses. <laughs> but that's tough. And look, that it did show he had a conscience. 
Sure. You don't want to steal a baby. Hey, I believe most people are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe there's a, a slightly good part about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's do a couple kid things here. Eddie, your son wants to watch Forrest Gump, and you're not sure if you should let him? Yeah, man. And it's crazy because Forrest Gump's my favorite movie of all, all time. So when he came up to me and asked me this, I was like, this is huge. I would love to share that experience. But as a dad, I don't know if he's ready for all the content in the movie. You know what I mean? There are, like, adult situations, uh, political stuff that's, like, it could lead to a lot of explaining. And I don't know if I'm ready at him being 12. What year did that movie come out? Because ninety-four, I, was, I think. Okay, I was basically the same age. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I, I'm a little scared, but I, I mean, at the same time, excited because I really want to watch this movie with him. Jenny does a lot of drugs. They they do it for the first time. But uh, man, that twelve thirteen is when you can start showing them this stuff, right? I don't with know. Them? That's my question. I, I watched know. it. I turned out pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, the gauge. I watch stuff like that. Sometimes it does lead to conversations, which is good, okay. so you can have them. Uh, but then, or you can choose, like, know ahead of time where you need to kind of fast forward. Yeah. Oh, I would be so mad if we're watching and you fast forward part of the movie. I've Ooh. done. I've done that. In certain movies where, like, I do research and know where those spots are, and then yeah. I fast forward it. I would be if I was a twelve or thirteen year old kid, okay, nine, I would get it. When you're a dad, mm-hmm. no, I know. And you're I'm just sitting there you. watching something with I your kids I just at thirteen, have watch it with and then all of a sudden everybody gets all naked and all over each other. You're like, okay, I'm watching going. Gone Girl with your kids. Well, don't watch Gone <laughs> Girl with your kid. <laughs> uh, ki- kids say uh, twelve plus is the age for Forrest Gump. Parents say age. 12 to 13. That's okay. yeah, They can good. watch it. So we're in the range. That's it. He's also a pretty responsible, smart, forward-thinking kid. Yes, he is. And I think he's mature enough to handle it. I think it's just me. This is on me. I'm a little worried about it, but I'm getting closer and closer to saying yes. I vote yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lunchbox. Oh, let him watch it. Yeah. Get out of the, <laughs> get out of the helicopter. Yeah. I mean, you've got to let, let go, man. Get down there and watch it with him. Uh, on the same kind of thing, Amy, her daughter wants to wear mascara now. Yes. And I don't have a problem with it. She's 13. First of all, she's the most beautiful lashes by themselves anyways. So I tell her she doesn't need to. But I guess she sees other girls at school wearing makeup. And I get it. When I was in seventh grade, other girls were wearing makeup. So I wanted to, too. And the problem in our house is now... My son wants to do everything that she does, and so he wants to wear mascara. No. And I'm like, oh. you're you're 10, so when you're 13, because she wasn't wearing mascara when she was 10, so when you're 13, you can decide. But, I mean, it caused this whole ordeal amount. And then I thought, okay, you know, it is going to be up to him, but if he wants to wear it to school, then if kids see him with makeup on at 10... Whether girl or guy, it still might get unwanted attention or it could get picked on. And I don't want him to get picked on. But I also just want peace in my house, you know? You can't let him wear a mascara at uh, school at 10. No. I think you did the I, right I'm thing. I'm not. You go 13, she's 13, you can make your mind up then. And then you kick that can and you get to it later. Yeah, I told Sashir she's no longer allowed to put her mascara on in any sort of public place of the house. Because that's what causes it. He only can't. wants to do it because she's doing Correct. it. Exactly. Right. And if she was in her bathroom doing it where he couldn't see, but she came down to my room and he was in there, and then that's just what opened it all up. So now she may wear mascara, but she must apply it in private <laughs> so that he will forget about it. And then also when he's 13, he can decide. I think you're fair, Eddie. I think you're out of control. Okay, I think you're you. <laughs> Case dismissed. We got so many messages about this game we played last week, so I thought we'd play another round of it. 
I'll give you the first line to a famous 90s country song. You just have to name the song. Eddie won last week. Woo. Ugh. But we're going to play another round. Number one. Spent $48 last night at the county fair. Spent $48 last night at the county fair. All right, time. We spent way too long thinking about this. Amy, what do you have? Incorrect. Oh, no, Lunchbox, what do you have? Oh, Grundy County Auction. Incorrect. Oh, wow. Eddie. Straight guess right here. She thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> nope, from 1995. Spent $48 last, last night, night at, at the, the county, county fair. fair. Tim McGraw, I like it, I love it. Oh, $48. Which, by the way, Tim will be in tomorrow at this time talking about whatever we want. So that'll be cool. All right, next up. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. The first line of a 90s country song from 1996. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. All right, here we go. Amy. Strawberry wine. Lunchbox? Shameless. Eddie. Strawberry wine. Strawberry wine. <laughs> he was working through college. <laughs> on my grandpa's farm. Next one up. Yeah. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? What? From 1998. Oh my god. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Dang, dude. Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? Uh, so last time you kind of said it. Who doesn't know? You're not doing that in this one, not are you? Not as much. Yeah. How about this? Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's <laughs> kind <not>. of it. <laughs> Pins down. What if I went, who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 that helps. Amy? Dixie Chicks. What do you have? Nothing. Then why would you say Dixie Chicks? Because now I know it's who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, now that you say it like that, we know it's wide open spaces, but it is, man, I feel like a woman is what I've written down. Amy, what'd you write down? I have nothing. Eddie? I have unsolved mysteries. Nice. Uh, Dixie Chicks. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Because when you said it the first time, you go, who doesn't know? Yeah, you made it sound like a dude. I was like, oh, it's a man. Next up, plowing these fields... In the hot summer sun, 1999, plowing these fields in the hot summer sun. I'm in. I mean, I'm in. Amy? Big green tractor. Lunchbox? Tractor ride. Eddie? She thinks my tractor's sexy. That's it. Kenny oh, Chesney. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. These fields in the hot summer sun. Okay, last one. Looking back in the memory of. You saying it the way. Yeah, I'm in. Not really. <laughs> Amy? Uh, the dance. Lunchbox? Unanswered prayers. Eddie? The dance. The dance. Looking back. Eddie, with that, you won. You're the champ again. No one can beat you in 90s country music. Unstoppable, man. Come on. How do you feel? I feel great. Oh, I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Well, that's good again. How do you feel, Eddie? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Nice. All right. I was reading the story about how to spend less money just generally. 
sometimes we waste money and don't even realize what we're wasting it on. And they say if you pay for your purchases with cash, you actually spend less because you're doing it. A credit card sometimes feels like, or even a debit card. It's not real. It feels like yeah. not real money. And they're like, if you're spending excess money and you can't really figure out what to do, just get cash because it'll change your decisions daily. I thought that's pretty interesting. I don't like cash. I don't like touching it, but I understand that. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Papa Murphy's is doing something really cool. They have a pizza contest going on right now where you go to your freezer and if you have one of the oldest frozen pizzas in your freezer, you could win a one-year supply a fresh pizza from them, and a brand new freezer so you have a place to store it all. So if you've got frozen pizzas in your fridge, all you got to do is check the expiration date and send it in. And three lucky people with the oldest dates are going to win this crazy prize. I'm out. Me. I eat mine too fast. I don't have any old ones. Oh. <laughs> Love frozen pizzas. So do my kids. And Papa Murphy's is really good, oh, too. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah. What else? <laughs> So I've got, before they were famous, country stars' worst jobs. But before I get into them, Bobby, what was your worst job? Mm. <sighs> Maintenance on a golf course. Uh, washing dishes. Not the same job. But ma- golf course maintenance was just labor. Ah, clean roofing. Oh, cleaning yeah, off yeah. roofs. Like doing the... Ugh. I had a bunch of jobs in that little list. Yeah. What? Uh, why? Well, Dirk Bentley's was a toilet cleaner. During the summer, he would work out at a lake in Arizona and he had to clean 250-gallon portable toilets oh. during, like, oh. rental houseboat season. Yeah, that'd be tough. Woo! Reba McIntyre said hers is uh, was being a cowgirl. She started gathering cattle on her family ranch at age six, and she helped turn bulls into steers. Oh. And she would have to stand behind the bull and hold his tail while her dad would... Snip, snip. Snip, snip, snippy. Or stick your hand in their butt. Yeah. <laughs> Do that too. Put the, put the plastic glove on and go in. <laughs> no way. That's terrible. Yeah. She said in her autobiography in 1994 that daddy would pass me the testicles and I'd put them in a bucket. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's her first job. <laughs> Faith Hill and Martina McBride said working in merchandise and sales was really hard. Trace Adkins was an oil worker. And then Philip Sweet of Little Big Town was a mall maintenance man. Oh, cool. But he has a lot of skills now because of that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That would come in handy. All right, what else? Now, Bobby, you talked about people getting on private jets to post on Instagram, but they would rent it out for $64 an hour. They would not rent the jet. They would rent a set of a jet. That looked like a jet. Yeah. Yeah. So people will really do anything to look cool on Instagram or social media. And now heat tourism is a thing. People are driving thousands of miles to Nevada's Death Valley to get a quick selfie with the thermometer uh, as long as it's got its hottest temperature. So I'm talking 134 degrees, 130, whatever it is. People are driving just so they can get that selfie with the highest temperature. It's better than trying to take one off a cliff sure. or a train's coming. Hey, look how close this train is to me. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I'm okay with that one. No one's getting hurt. That seems fun. Oh, so this is a safe yeah, it's a, it's a safe <laughs> flex of where you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this woman that formed Lasagna Mamas, and she started it just on her own where she was stuck at home. She couldn't really leave mid-March. So she thought, there's other people that probably need food right now. I make good lasagna, so I can make it and drop it off to people in need. 
Then others in the community started to get involved, and now it has spread across the country. There's 500 members in this group of lasagna makers across 266 cities, and so far, lasagna mamas and some papas have fed more than 3,000 families with their home cooking. And what I love that the creator said, her name is Rhiannon Med. She said, your actions don't have to be big to have a big impact. If making lasagna is what you got to do, it's perfect. Takes a few hours and then boom, it's not a huge lift, but it's an impact. You know what's also awesome about what they did is they made something fun to say. Lasagna mama. Yeah. <laughs> and papa. It lasagna mama. Yeah, yeah, but mama was fun because it just sounds better. It is. Yeah. Um, and also lasagna quite filling. That's right. All right, Amy, that's great. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail we got over the weekend from Jordan in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Eddie for fostering. Um, as you can hear in the background, my wife and I, we have a two-year-old daughter of our own, and we just got our first foster kid two days ago, another two-year-old. Uh, and I just wanted to say thanks to Eddie for the encouragement he is for doing that uh, and just kind of helping give us strength that we know we can do it too. So thank you guys for what you do. You feel like a lot of people come up to you and say that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And that makes me feel good because um, it's something that we're doing and I never thought I would do in my life. Never thought that I would be a foster parent, but I am. And now it's a big part of my life, and I love talking about it. You have two kids of your own and two foster kids. You got four. Anytime I call Eddie, it sounds like that guy's background. That's what I was going to ask over you. Over and over. Every time. <laughs> and if it's not, I'm like, hey, is everything okay? <laughs> Jennifer in Chicago, here you go. Morning, studio. Just wanted to call and say how much I love listening to the podcast. Being in Chicago now, you're no longer on my regular radio station in the morning, but I love listening to the podcast later in the day when I walk my dog, make dinner, do laundry, total game changer, and keep doing what you're doing because we love you in Chicago still. Thank you. Thank you for that call. Listen, I was irritated when they pulled us and flipped the radio station because we were actually winning in the morning, but hey, whatever. I'm not upset. (laughs) Can you, do you believe that was my voice gets higher? I don't believe that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, though. Let's do one more. This is Sarah from Houston. I was just calling because I was listening to the podcast, and I'm just so jealous of everyone that calls in and listens to y'all every morning. I wish you were on in Houston. Hopefully that will happen soon. But until then, I'll keep listening to the podcast. Love you guys. Appreciate that. Also, if you want to listen live, you can, you can search the iHeart Country channel on iHeart Radio and hear the show live on the iHeart Radio app. So check that out. Over to Amy now with the Morning Corny. Here we go. The Morning Corny. Where was the Declaration of Independence signed? Where was the Declaration of Independence signed? At the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. Is that even a joke? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to do another one? Uh, You're, You're trying to get us to say Philadelphia? Well, yeah, yeah I wanted you to think that that was going to be the answer, <laughs> yeah, but okay. then I got you with actually where it was signed. You know what? It is what it is. It is yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cameron, what's going on? Um, I have a quick question for you guys. I'm, Shante and I are kind of in a little dilemma. My Our trash day is on Tuesday, so we bring out our trash can every Monday night, and we usually bring it back every Tuesday evening. Well, over the past two or three weeks, somebody has been taking our trash can back in for us, and we have no idea who it is. We live kind of on a steep driveway, so whoever it is actually has to take some effort to go do it. And my fiance is like, I'll just take the good deed as a good deed, but I kind of want to know who's coming on my property and who's (laughs) taking the trash can back. I have no idea what to do, man. 
you have a ring camera or any of those security camera th- type things? No, we don't. Okay. Well, Amy? I mean, I would say a ring camera is the easiest way to figure this out. Because, yeah, I guess it would make me a little bit nervous that someone's going through that effort. But maybe can you talk to some of your other neighbors and say, hey, is somebody taking up your trash can? Because then if they're just doing it for you, that might be weird. I'm a big believer of don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You like your cans up there. They're up there. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. As long as nothing's being stolen. Who do you think, if you had to pick, of all the people around you that could be doing it, would be doing it? Honestly, we don't really know our neighbors that well, so I have no idea. But I figured, you know, if this was somebody similar to Lunchbox, they would want the recognition, right? Because Lunchbox is always want, wanting somebody to say, hey, thanks for doing this. And that's the only reason he does a good deed. So I didn't know if this was something similar to that. Like, they just wanted the good deed to be done, to be said about something. I have no idea. Why don't you leave a note on top of the trash can? Because the trash man will come and put, mm-hmm. a, put stick it on both sides so it doesn't fall off. And they, they'll dump the can. The note's on top of the can. When they're rolling it back up, say, hey, whomever you are rolling the can up, I just want to say thank you. Would love to acknowledge you. Let me know. Like, I would do that and leave some sort of message. And, if and that say you're going to give them a reward. Okay. I don't know about it. But then they'll really come a forward. A reward? No, one, no, no one's um. life was saved. <laughs> Listen, I think it's fine. I think it's probably just a nice neighbor. Yeah, hopefully. You? I'm hoping that. I would be concerned they're using the trash can as a decoy to get closer to okay, your property. Crime stoppers. And <laughs> scope things out. I mean, it could We're be. We're torn here because I think it's fine and Amy thinks you're, you're in danger, obviously. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, de- definitely the note thing. That's a good idea. Um, I might actually purchase a ring camera, too. That's not a bad one as well. Uh, just, I'm just curious, you know, if it is just like a, a friendly neighbor. Great. Awesome. I appreciate the help. But if it's not... If it's like Amy said, if it's someone like a creeper or something, kind of want to know because I'm a pilot and I'm on the road a lot. So my oh, yeah. family's home alone a lot. So I want to, you know, make sure that she's safe and whatnot. Okay. As a pilot and you being gone a lot, I would 100% just go get a ring camera right now. Like that's okay. that's safety. You and y'all can log on to your phone and be able to watch it. You can feel good about it. She can feel good about it. That's problem solved. Whatever you do, okay. let us know, Cameron, because we're all on the edge of our seats. We right want to know who yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably just a neighbor. It's probably just a nice neighbor. You don't know him. Could be. All right, Cameron, let us know, man. All right, thanks, Bobby. Love, love you guys. Love what y'all do. And Thank you. Shout out to my fiance. Get, get married October 10th. Love her. Nice. Get married. She's all right. Long listener to your show. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. All right, see you later. Now, time for Lunchbox versus the ladies. It's NFL trivia. Lunchbox claims he will never be beat by a woman in football trivia. Correct. I mean, we all know how that goes. Women act like they know sports, and they get on, and they don't know anything. It's embarrassing. We're all rooting for the women, by the way. Because we we think Lunchbox is full of crap. Totally. Lunchbox, however, is 1-0 on the season. We Wait, give you're cheering for the why do you cheer for the woman? Because I don't do you, think you're right in what you're saying. I don't think that just because someone's a woman they know less about sports. Yeah. You never played football. So if she's never played football, what's the difference? Well, yeah, I'm a guy. Okay, but there's no difference in the knowledge that you both could have obtained. Okay. I mean, I was playing football in the streets. Has he ever lost this game? I don't remember. I tend to block this game out after we finish Eddie, playing Did you it. hear what he said? Undefeated. <laughs> he didn't say that, though. 1-0 but... on the season. I'll ask um, Jessica, who's on right now from Dayton, Ohio. Hey, Jessica, are you there? Yes, I am here. So you've heard this guy and all his bluster. What do you think? Absolutely. What do you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He cracks me up just because of the way he's so confident and everything. But I'm, really, I'm ready to accept the challenge and take him down. <sighs> Come on. 
We're rooting for you so hard right now, Jessica. <laughs> I am in a fantasy league, and I do it every single year, and I'm the only girl of 10 guys. And I place like second or third. I've won like once or twice, so I'm pretty confident. Yeah, notice she said second or third. Didn't say champion. Yeah, but those guys are also like last, according to me. So. Did you win yours last season? Uh, I did not win same. last season. Now I'm talking to Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Hold on exactly. a second. Did you win yours last season? No. Okay. <laughs> no further questions. What place did you finish? Second. Okay, so it's the same. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. All right, so Lunchbox is going to leave the room right now. Lunchbox. Oh, I'm out? You're out. All right, what's her name? Her Jessica. name is Jessica. Jessica, don't choke. <laughs> All right, there he goes. He is okay. out of the room. He will not be able to hear these questions. I will ask okay. them to you, then I'll ask them to him. Whomever has the most is the big winner. Jessica, you ready? All right, I am ready. All right, first one's pretty easy. How many points is a safety worth? Two points. Two points is correct. Put her on the board there. Question number two. How many Super Bowl rings does Tom Brady have? He has six. Wow. Oh, she's good. She's and she's good. coming quick yeah. and hard. Yeah, really I love it. <laughs> what does NFC stand for in football? Um, NFC National Football Conference. Correct. Come on. Before the introduction of plastic helmets that we know now, what were they made of in the NFL? Um, they were made of metal. Incorrect. The Maybe. Answer would, the answer would have been leather. Leather. Oh, I knew that. That's okay. Number five. The NFL has how many divisions? Eight. Wow. Come on. Great. Two questions left. Which NFL's team name was inspired by a famous writer and his works. Um, I believe that's the Baltimore Raven. That's correct. Yeah, Edgar, Al- Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven. from The 18- Raven, yeah. This is so good. Lunchbox may not get that I cannot that believe this. I cannot. So you're killing it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea the amount of general that's running through my veins right now. <laughs> okay. In the NFL regular season, your final question, how many games are played? 16. Correct. 17, including a bye. Okay, 17 <gasps> weeks. So she went six for seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only one was the, that leather one, yes, which is that's weird. Okay. I know, and I, I, I really metal. knew that. I was just, oh, goodness, that makes me angry. You should have You're going like, to spank him. We're yeah. going to love it. I, ho- I, really, I really hope so. <laughs> All right, let's bring him in. You think, which one do you think he won't get? The, the raven. <laughs> he won't get it. I'm telling you. <sighs> Oh, my gosh. This is so Jack exciting. Frost. <laughs> the man. Cowboys. Mark Twain. <laughs> there he is. Walking back in the room. What up? All right. Lunch. Oh. Lunch. Hey. Yeah. What up? <laughs> can you verify you heard no question out there? I didn't hear anything. Ray, you can verify he was out there with you. He heard nothing. Yeah, he was quarantined and isolated. Okay. You have seven questions. I will not tell you how many she got. All right. But I'll tell you, we all have a smile on our face. Yeah, so I mean, she probably did terrible. Okay. Amy, how much did you get? I'm not telling you, but it was awesome. Lunchbox, question number one of seven. Yeah. How many points is a safety worth? Come on, guys. It's not one, it's two. Two points is correct. Lunchbox, how many Super Bowl rings does Tom Brady have? Oh, you mean the goat? Man, he can't fit them all on one hand. It's called six. Correct. For the record, she got both of those right, too. Do you have a weird answer for everything? No, I just like to be a smart guy. He's going to say, it's not something, it's something. (laughs) What does NFC stand for? Oh, you know, that's not the American Football Conference. (laughs) That's the National Football Conference. (laughs) Yeah. 
The NFL has how many divisions? How many divisions? Oh, well, if you take the four in the AFC and the four in the NFC, you get eight. Because four plus four equals eight. Correct. Right now, it's four for four. Uh Uh-huh. I'll tell you, she got more than four right. Okay. Okay, so you're you're still in the mix here. Before the introduction of plastic helmets in the NFL, which are now, what were they made of? Oh, they were made of leather. Correct. Uh-oh. Yeah, you don't remember those old-time football helmets? Nice. No, I don't actually remember them. Oh, yeah. I- it's like when there's black and white. Lunchbox. In the NFL regular season, how many games are played? By each... Well, I mean... You no, know, no, each team, yeah. In the NFL oh, regular like, season. That's a big math question. Well, many- I mean, there's 17 weeks, guys, but don't forget... They take one week off. It's called a bye. So you do 17 minus one, you get 16 games. <laughs> 16 games. Right now he's six for six. You still haven't won. This next question, if you get it right, you win. But she went six for seven. Stop it. She got the next she one right. She met, The only one she missed, so Lunchbox tells we're not messing with them. Say it on the count of three. One, two, three. The leather. Leather. Yeah. That's the only one she missed. She got the next one right. But I've saved it for last because if you get it right... You win, but she's a worthy competitor. How you feel right now, Jessica? Oh my goodness, I, I'm I'm freaking out. I hope he doesn't get it right, but we'll see. Ready, lunchbox? I mean, yeah. I mean, if me... he wins, I want her to come back and play again. No, that's well, not... no, you, you gotta wait your time and. You can't just come. You don't get a She's rematch the immediately. She's best player we have ever had. Somebody else. Uh, listen, she hasn't lost yet. Let's. Oh, here yeah, we go. It's yeah. not over. Amy. Lunchbox. Which NFL's team name was inspired by a famous writer and his work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he has a look on his face. He is perplexed. What? Which NFL team's name was inspired by a famous writer and his work? <laughs> Think Come about on. it. Come on. Do you not know it? I, I don't even understand. This is not a literature question. We're Which playing NFL's NFL football. team name? The team name was was after this writer and his work. It, a team got their name. Yeah, their mascot. Go yeah, ahead. It's very important. She. I didn't have to explain it to her. She was she like, got oh, it. got it. Boom. I don't know anything about literature, but I assume. But you know everything about football teams, right? You yeah. Why every mascot is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, um, think about it. Talk it out. Well, I mean, I don't think they talked about Rams and writing. I don't, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't think they talked about 49ers. That's because they're digging gold. Uh, <laughs> He's going to go through all the game, the teams. Jeez, the Chargers I mean, are lightning bolts. So that could be a, that's a Greek god, right? Odyssey or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else is there? The Seahawks. That's a bird. Okay. I'm going to go to the restaurant. (laughs) Lunchbox, uh, we need an answer here. Which NFL's team name was inspired by a famous writer and his work? Ravens. Correct winner. What? Why did you just guess that? You're such a sandbagger. How did you know Ravens? You knew it. No. You knew it. You're like, well, it can't be the 49ers. I know it was a Raven. I had to go through the team. How did you know it was a Raven? You knew it was the Ravens. No, I didn't. Guys, I just. So you mean, guessed it out of all those teams. No, you just you just, you, I had to go through the teams, and no one talks about uh, the famous writers writing about bears. I mean, no one, or the oh, cowboys. But they, but if, so in your mind, famous writers talk about the ravens, or a raven? Who's the writer? I don't know anything about literature, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. What a fun. He knew it the whole time. <laughs> you know, I he knew it the whole time. I don't even know why we believe him ever. Well, he went seven for seven. He's your winner. There he is, 2-0, Lunchbox.
<laughs> Jessica, you did great. You did great. Thanks. I bet so, you're just for the record, he got more than three seconds. Well, but you, I have to make sure you're not Googling. That's why I have to only give you three seconds. We can't yeah, see I you. Yeah, I understand. With I him, understand. we can watch him. He ain't Googling crap. And um, he knew it. He was just lying. She missed the helmet question, and right afterwards, she was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that's what I happens, you know what I mean? That, that I one, You it. get that one second, but you get your one shot. Now that girls do know football. Uh, let me see. How many did you get right? Six out of seven. Exactly. I got seven out of seven, so I'd say you don't oh, know football. Uh, Jessica, you did great. Thank you for playing. I'm sorry you didn't oh, win. Oh, go home in embarrassment. Your family is going to have you sleep in the backyard tonight. Okay, oh. okay. Jessica, have a good day. You too, thanks. Guys. All right, bye-bye. There's a house in Iowa where a bunch of people were murdered, and Lunchbox is going to go spend the night there. Play me that clip, Ray. Fifteen days. Until Lunchbox goes to the ex-murderer ghost house. Only 15 days? That's closer than I thought. Wow. Are you getting nervous? Yeah, I've been nervous. So what's the latest? Is No Teeth Keith going to go with you? Uh, I called No Teeth Keith because he's the one that got me watching horror movies when I was eight years old. Friday the 13th, you know, Halloween, Children of the Corn. And I asked him if he wanted to go. Do we have audio of this? Oh, I got audio. All right, here you go. I am going to the uh, Vasilla Murder House on October 20th. It's where a it's in a small town in Iowa where like seven people were murdered, and I'm going to spend the night in the house. And they say it's haunted. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Never spend the night in a haunted house. Why? You're the one that got me started on this stuff. Yeah, do you have the experts with you? Well, no, I'm going, and I was seeing if you wanted to go with me. Oh, my God, kid. I'm not real comfortable with that. <laughs> you know? No, kid. I I just I can't make it out there with you. Be very careful when I, you're up there. I will, kid, but I wish you were going with me. But I, I love you, kid, and so this is a no from you to go to the murder house. I'll talk to you later. Love you, kid. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. So No Teeth is not going. He's out. So who's up next? I I, I don't know. No one wants to go. Do you under, like, everybody you talk to, no, I'm not doing that. Nope, I'm scared to do that. Scuba Steve just raised his hand. So the problem is is that we're having, and to be fair, I get it to a certain uh, point, is he wants to go with no one who's a stranger. Like, we've offered, like, country artists, uh, police officers. Oh, that'd be great. What artist? Uh, we're, we're, we, we haven't got a confirmation, but the first one we thought of was Travis Denning. He's like the funnest guy out there, great attitude, but he doesn't want to go with a stranger in the car. Which stranger I kind of get. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stranger danger, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's where we're at right now is battling of someone that he wants to take with him, but also finding someone who's willing to go with him. Hmm. I mean, one person that popped in my head, but I don't know if they would be down for it, was Bobby's girlfriend. Oh my God. No. Yeah, no. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why do you want to be with her? How does that even... First of all, she has a real job. That... <laughs> but, but second of all, you don't want her with his S- dude in the car. Yeah, for... <laughs> the whole yeah. time. Why did you think of my girlfriend? Did you tell your wife that was going to be the option? No, I just thought of it uh, about five minutes ago. And I just think it would be <laughs> a chance for me to get to know her better. That way I know her true intentions. And, you know, we get to kind of bond and she can go to the murder house with me. Bones, it's like a... What, 10-hour drive or something? What if they, like, spark up something? And- 
That's Eddie, I'm a married man. That like, would not be what I was worried about. <laughs> okay. It would just be that she would come back and be like, why did it stink the whole time? <laughs> he would not stop farting. Yeah, I just thought it would be a good little road trip. Like, get her out of the house. You said she's always stuck at the house. and Scuba, come up tomorrow with the name of folks. So is that a no on her? That's a no on her. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can ask her. Yeah, you should ask her. See what she says. Come up with a name of folks tomorrow. We'll go through it and figure it out. Because we're going to be two weeks tomorrow, right? Yeah, we need to get a name now, yeah. Lunchbox is driving to Iowa to sleep in this house in 15 days. Crazy. All right. Tomorrow, though, we'll get an update. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Carver, he's a five-year-old boy living in Oregon, and he's sitting with his grandma watching the wildfires on TV, and he says, Grandma... I want to help these guys in some way, so I want to send them a gift. So he bought a little baby Yoda, and he sent it to the firefighters with a note that says, Guys, here's a friend for you in case you get lonely. Love, Carver. Well, this thing made it to the firefighters, and now Yoda, baby Yoda, goes with them everywhere they go. Currently, they're in Colorado right now. If you want to follow their journey, there's a Facebook group called Baby Yoda Fights Fires, and you can see Yoda everywhere they go. It's pretty cool. It's so cool that some other firefighters and, and crews that are fighting these have also made Yoda the, Yoda the official mascot for all the firefighters. Yeah. Like that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that cool? And they, they interviewed Yoda and he said, uh, Boy, good. Fires, we fight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. Did you make that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't say that. That's what's up. Thank you, guys. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? I'm mostly back to being... Healthy-ish. I'm just not shaking off the final parts of the sickness. I've been sick for eight days. Oh. I don't get sick very often. Last week was rough. I feel like I'm still here in me a little bit, but I'm good. It's, you know, when you're sick for so long and you have any sort of positive, you're like, I feel great. That's what it feels like. Because finally I'm going the good direction. So the weekend was just me hanging out at the house doing nothing. I watched Arkansas play. It was amazing. Big win Saturday night. Thank you very much. Was going absolutely berserk as uh, <laughs> we be- close. Uh, yeah, ish. Well, we we played good the entire game. Oh, you mean berserk because y'all won? Yeah, oh. it's close-ish, but we beat Mississippi State. They were ranked 16. Um, is that was big? Uh, I got to play NBA 2K with all my friends for the first time in about two months. That Me, was big. Eddie, my friend Steve, and Andrew. We all linked up and played yesterday, so that was big. Fun. Yeah, just I basically just stayed in the house all weekend. What'd you do? I, my friend Andrea was in town and her son came. So we were just kid city for like all weekend. I felt like we were, I thought, I think we thought they would just play with each other and take care of themselves. But then they were very needy to us, which is fine. But we had to get a babysitter even just to go take a hike. We were like, we can't take these boys to the trail. So so you're saying kids were needy? Interesting. Yeah, kids are like they yeah. needed you. Oh, no. <laughs> I, we want them to need us, but we thought. She was like, they needed shelter. They food. needed food. food. <laughs> they kept bothering us for things, uh-huh. like to cook them stuff. We were like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> well, someone on the show got engaged over the weekend. We'll talk yeah. about that coming up in the next segment. But now let's get to the big story. Bobby's Big Story. I read this story. I was blown away. A giant home near Houston had America's largest closet finally sells. So it sold for $6.49 million. But the, the story here is the closet in it was 3,000 square feet. Oh, my. Wow. The closet was bigger than most folks' houses. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and I'm looking at it. It's an entire floor. <laughs> there are closets in the closet. It's amazing. 
the 57-year-old former bodybuilder and philanthropist storage space is three stories and is connected by a floating staircase, holds floor-to-floor ceiling shelves for designer purses, racks of clothes. There's a champagne bar inside of this closet. Wow. Of course. I have never seen anything (laughs) like this in my life, a 3,000-square-foot closet. Wow. The woman's name is Teresa Romer. It looks like a house, just with a lot of shelves for clothes. So Amy, I saw that's that. what you need, Amy. No, I would get overwhelmed just trying to go figure out what to wear mm-hmm. for the day. It so looks like, like a walking, department yes, store. That's what it looks say. like. You're walking into TJ Maxx or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another one. Let's do another one. Bobby's other story. <laughs> so yesterday's Patriots Chiefs game was delayed when Cam Newton got positive for COVID, but it's, it should be tonight. If there's no other complications, oh. it's happening tonight. But stands Cam. No Cam, right. Yeah. New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19, so the Patriots had to postpone yesterday's game. They just all took a bunch of tests. As far as I saw, they were all negative. So that's it. We're going to wait and see. Uh, the Chiefs practice squad quarterback, who was playing Cam Newton in practice, also got COVID. Oh, I don't think they had anything to do with each other. What about, <laughs> yeah, if they, did they touch the same ball? No, 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 no. He's playing as Cam Newton in practice against the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that's weird. So he wasn't even around him? <laughs> no. Oh. So it's just the name Cam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was just <laughs> acting like him. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's, role play. That's a little too much role play. He didn't have to go that far. <laughs> I'll mention this quickly. Ray's lock of the week lost for me this week. Oh. I bet two other games and won them both. The one I bet with Ray, I did not win. No. I did bet Arkansas, and then I bet uh, the Cleveland to beat Dallas. Thank you. Sorry, yeah. Eddie. Yeah. It's a good bet. Ray? Yeah, it might be the end of the road with my locks. Yeah. Uh, two and two with you, so I'd like to be better in 500. Well, we'll give it one more shot this week. Yeah! <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning, Tim McGraw will be on the show. We will ask him what the end of Don't Take the Girl is. Oh, yes. Because you don't, we don't know, we don't what, know. what happens. Yeah. Does she live or die? Uh, so Tim McGraw in tomorrow morning. If you guys get bored today after you finish our podcast, you can listen to Get Real with Caroline Hobby. She's talking to her friend and fellow podcaster, Sarah Ann, about inclusive spirituality and how to keep a positive mindset. So if you need a little bit of that in your life, check out Get Real with Caroline Hobby. And Mike D has a podcast on overrated movies. What, what's an overrated movie in your opinion, Amy? Oh, um, hang- most overrated movie. Just top of my mind, Hangover. Thought that was overrated, huh? Well, y'all loved it so much, and I was like, eh. I don't think a movie has to be bad to be overrated. It can be a good movie, but like, ooh, just didn't quite meet Mm -hmm. expectations. What I mentioned was uh, Big Lebowski, to me, liked it, felt like it was a bit overrated. Okay, Avatar. Yeah, Yeah, that was mine. Eddie said the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, where that's what he's talking about. The movies that are overrated. So you got two podcast options there. Let's talk to Jennifer in North Carolina. Jennifer, we appreciate you calling the show. What's going on with you? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. My name is Jennifer. Um, I just want to let y'all know I'm a longtime listener. I've actually listened to y'all for probably about 12 years now. Wow. Y'all keep up the good work. I love you all. Thanks. Do you do you listen live in the morning, like right now, or are you checking? Yes. Are you well? Yes, I'm listening live right now. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And where do you live in North Carolina? Uh, Wilkesboro. Love it there. Tell everybody I said hello. I will do. Um, if y'all can't find the one to go with lunchbox, I will go with you. <laughs> She'll go to the murder house with you. 
Uh, yeah, I'll, what's your name? I'll, I'll write you down on the list. Maybe you'll make the cut if my next 26 people don't make it. Okay, it's Jennifer. All right, Jennifer. <laughs> She's already told you three times. Yeah. She said she led the call off with, From my North name is Jennifer. Carolina. Sorry, I, I missed that part. Jennifer, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Let's go to Michael in Kansas who's on the phone. Hey, Michael, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, guys. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, um, my uh, good neighbor actually called uh, last week, and she left you guys a voicemail about some advice for a wedding. She's going to be a bridesmaid in her sister's wedding. She wants to not do it because she didn't know how she wanted to tell her sister, so we didn't know what you guys would say. Well, that's tough if it's your sister. Yeah, why? Why doesn't yeah, she what, want to do it? Yeah, what's up there? Um, she kind of wanted it. She didn't really want to travel with her kids. Um, there you go. Because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. If well, that's, that's what it that's is, what that's what it, what it is. I think that's... You just tell the truth. As acceptable as it gets for backing out of your sister's wedding is health. It's tough. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be sensitive. But I think if you have to go, that's what you say. Like, I don't feel comfortable because of my kids. Yeah. So, and that may, I mean, I feel like it's going to be hard to accept, but given the circumstances, everyone just has to understand that. Ray's wedding, his family, some of them's not coming down because of COVID, right? Right. Yeah. We had to limit. I mean, none of uh, Laura's relatives are even going to come to the wedding, and they live, all live here. Oh, so, wow. Well, wow, I'm coming before her relatives. Yeah. You're a groomsman, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog. Oh, this doesn't seem good. Bobby's like, <laughs> is it too late to back I'll out? I'll trade my spot to. If, <laughs> Like someone loves her and is rel- and is kin to her, I'm, I'll let him have my spy. Nice, like Rudy. I mean, dude, I, that's just how the cards fell. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Michael, we say you just be honest, especially if it's health-related. It's hard to be angry about health. Maybe she will for a second, but good luck with that. Yeah, that works. I'll let her know. All right, appreciate okay. that. Mm. Hey, speaking of weddings. Mike D proposed to his girl over the weekend. Look Come at this on. guy over here. How long have you been planning on that? Uh, like a month, yeah. So we did this bit on the air like, last week yeah. where we said who's going to get engaged first? Or one of you guys did. Mike D or myself. And we debated and most of you guys picked me. Correct. And then I was talking to Mike at my house. We're doing some work over there. And I was like, hey, what about that bet? He goes, oh, you're not going to win. I'm doing it Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. That, oh, you wow. didn't know? I, I didn't know during knew. the segment. No. Oh. A lot of listeners said that I, I had set that bet up. I didn't. It was brought up to us. And then I look, and I knew he was going to propose, but I didn't until after the show. Yeah. So how nervous were you? Leading up to it, I wasn't that nervous. It wasn't until we got to the spot where I had it set that it kind of hit me. And then once I actually got down on one knee, it like, was all a blur. So you did it at a park? Yeah, we always go hiking on a Saturday at this park. And there was a spot I kind of had picked out that was kind of special. So you go, hey, we're going to go hike. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, is that she has to wear hiking clothes. And I don't know how people want to look in their engagement picture. Was that something you thought about? Yeah, but the whole thing was I wanted it to be a surprise. And I knew if we did anything where we got dressed up or something like that, she would think something was up. So oh, yeah. I wanted to do it then. I love what you did. I think it was fantastic. I just wonder if some people would be irritated yeah. going, I, we took our engagement picture. I'm, I'm in, you know, uh, Lululemon. <laughs> no, she loved it. Okay. So you walk up to a point. Was mm-hmm. it a special point that you guys had experienced something special or was it just a good spot where you knew there'd be room to do it? It was like one of the first spots that we walked by that we actually talked about what marriage would be like. 
Okay. So, and there was also like this little tree stump where I knew I could set the phone to record and have it all go down. So the plan was to record, like take, act like you're taking a picture? Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to take a picture at our spot. Yeah, so we took a couple pictures beforehand, and on the last one, I was like, let's get one more. And I was just recording the whole time. So you hit video. Yep. You walk over to her, and I assume you got down on a knee. Yeah, like I joked with her saying if I wanted to take like a prom-style picture so I could be behind her. Mm -hmm. And then when she turned around, I was on one knee. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Baller. So she turns around, you're on a knee, what do you say? And did you rehearse it? Yeah, I wrote a little bit of what I wanted to say, and then in the moment, it kind of just all came to me. The only thing I wanted to make sure I actually said was, will you marry me? Because I think some people forget to do that. <laughs> but in the midst of all of it, and like how it was all a blur, I forgot to put the ring on her actual finger. But what'd you do with the ring? Like or I put, put it on yours? He's <laughs> like, will you marry me? And then slides it on his pinky. Because I had to get this uh, ring box that was like slimmer, so it could fit in my pocket and her not see it. And I had it like in my back pocket, but then when I pulled it out, I was just holding it, and then she actually grabbed the ring. <laughs> Like, that's mine. (laughs) Was she super pumped? Yeah, she was completely surprised, and yeah, it was awesome. How long ago did you buy the ring? Was that a month ago or longer? I had went, like, a month ago to, like, pick it out, and then I picked it up that week, yeah. How did you know? Did you know what she would like, or did you just pick it out your own style? I found her Pinterest. Oh, well, that works. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She had rings pinned. Yeah. Okay. But you guys have talked we about talked it, right? We talked about it, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we well, talked about, sense. like, the kind of style she wanted. You know what I just learned? That, because obviously, Caitlin and I have talked about it a little bit. I learned you can't, you don't just, for some people, because the ring, the fingers are different sizes than what they have in the store, than what the shape, people like different shapes of diamonds, that you don't just go in and everybody doesn't just pick one and walk out immediately. That I thought you would go in like Walmart. <laughs> Find your product. And you grab and a ring and then you just walk out. Well, they need to size it. Yeah, they apparently have to do all kinds of stuff to it. They have to size it. They have to, there's different kinds of rings. Yeah, yeah there are. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a process for sure. Um, and Mike, how do you feel today? I'm excited. I'm really happy. It's crazy. Never thought I would do this. When are y'all going to get married? Uh sometime probably early summer next year. This is Mike's first and only relationship mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. <laughs> you met her two, two years ago or so? Two and a half years ago on a dating app. And so he had never had a girlfriend. <laughs> amazing. And she had never had a boyfriend. Never had a boyfriend. I mean, it's straight Duggar style here, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's awesome. And wow. she's awesome and just super pumped for you. And she's staying here now, right? She's yeah. going to live here and stay here? Yeah. Okay. All right, there he is. Love newly it. engaged wow. man. Congratulations. Wow. I so think who's I'm, next? Well, I think I'm... Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's only me or Morgan. Uh-huh. It's you. And, you're you're and Morgan's, good. Morgan's not dating anybody, are yeah, you? Yeah, no, you're good. It's, it's all you, Bobby. Okay. I think tomorrow we'll get into the Ray drama, because Ray's upset that Mike D... <laughs> Got engaged right before his wedding. I, I, I get it. This guy. Well, that'll be tomorrow. I want to let Mike have his day, you know, because I'm pumped for you. You know what would be funny, too, is if, if you called us, you, our lovely listener, if either you proposed to someone and they said no, Ooh. or oh. someone proposed to you and you said no. Yeah. You ha- yeah. You had to because I would awful. think that you only propose when you know. It's the lock of the life. But the, not everyone does that. Instead of the lock of the week, it's the, it needs to be the lock of the life. And you should just know.
But yeah, the fact that someone can propose and someone would say no, mm-hmm. why would you even risk it if you didn't know? Hmm. I have no idea. Uh, call us, 877-77-BOBBY. We'd love to hear your stories about that. <laughs> on Saturday, Mike D., who works on our show as a writer, he proposed to his girl, and they're engaged. It was fantastic. It's up on Instagram, so everybody check it out. And what I asked was, if you ever either proposed and they said no or you said no to give us a call, 877-77-BOBBY. Um, this is Ashley in New Orleans. Ashley, you're on the show. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Hey. Congratulations, Mike D. He yells thank you from the <laughs> corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I was calling because you had mentioned something about um, the engagement photos. And my husband proposed at a car show and um, it was something we normally do. We go to car shows regularly and I think he wanted it to be a surprise. And the only problem was it was pouring down raining and he was standing on the edge of an awning so that I could be under. I, we were already soaked, but but he was standing and the water was just pouring off of this tent onto his, <laughs> off of his head. And it was like bubbles trying to propose. And um, so there were no pretty pictures, you know, for, like, engagement photos, but it's still such a great memory. So, um, I thought that Mike D did it the right way. You know, there's such pressure now with proposals. Eddie was talking a minute ago during the break. He goes, man, my proposal seemed like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. How long you been married? 15 years. And when you proposed, what'd you do? Um, I just went to the spot where she lived at the time, and we just kind of got to know each other really well. And then, I mean, got down on one knee. It was pretty, like, simple, but... It's the spot you got to know each other. Yeah, that's yeah. that what I said? Well, it, it sounds like you like got you to know think, each other. Yeah. And then, well, hey, I drove yeah. her there, got to know her for a second, she, and then I proposed. She lived there, and that's where we really got to know each other. I feel like it was a simpler time. Yeah. When it was coming to... to now, there are promposals that if you can't even beat a promposal with your proposal... Then you stink. Bobby, you're 40. You don't need to worry about competition from prom people. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> if I lose to a 16-year-old, I was terrible. <sighs> but you've always been romantic. Even but that's way also before. pressure, too. You saying that's so, so much pressure. But it's true. Like, you were doing the promposals before they were a thing. Like <sighs> with Yeah. Uh, Lorena in Maryland is on the phone. Lorena, thank you for calling the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. We're talking about proposals. Did you say no? No. Um, I actually asked a guy to marry me. Uh, what'd he say? Uh, he said no. Oh. Wow. Wait, what happened here? Yeah. So, okay. Oh, man. Okay, so we were together for seven years. <gasps> and oh. I went over to go spend some time with his parents, with him, and we had everything planned. Like, his mom had it all planned. His dad had it all planned. Like, there were flowers everywhere. I spent, like, almost $4,000 on nothing but, like, everything to make the whole room look beautiful. It was, oh, my God, it was beautiful. And we walked into the room, and it was dark, and he couldn't see anything. So he walks in, and I'm behind him. I'm just I'm just waiting. So his mom turns on the light. He sees everything going on, and he goes, what's going on? And and then next thing you know, he turns around and I'm on one knee and I asked him to marry me and he goes, um, I don't think so. <gasps> and, I, and I was like, what? He goes, 
I was actually going to break up with you. <gasps> wow. And, and I'm like, oh. Is that, oh. His, is that his baby in the back? <laughs> yeah. That's his that's, baby? That's my godson. No. Uh, oh, no, no, okay, no. okay. So did that's you guys, <laughs> did you break up right after that or did you end up getting together or what yeah, happened? He, he, no, he broke up with me and he, he, he was like, he was like, I didn't know you were going to do this. And he was, at, he was like, I was going to break up with you today, actually. He had so a different room planned. I, what on earth? Yeah. So, so why would you think that it was a good time to propose? How did, how are you so off on how he feels and how you feel? Because you would think there. Well, because I, I like I thought he was acting like so sweet and like he was spending a lot of time with his mom because his mom had cancer. So I figured you know he needed to be there for, but we could be there together. So I just wanted to make it memorable with her in his life before something bad happened with her, you mm. know. So I was like, okay, well, we could spend the rest of our lives together, and yeah, that's just not how it happened. Oh, that stinks. It sounds like there wasn't a great ending with this. You guys are just not together anymore. That's it, the end? Mm, yes, that's correct. We are, nope. I haven't seen him in eight years. Oh, his loss. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree are you with someone now? Are you married now? Um, I'm not married now, but I am with someone now. All right. Well, he's been my best. He's been my best friend for 15 years. Is she gonna try it again? So, <laughs> don't know. Are you preparing a room? No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you for the story, Lorena. I learned the first time not to do it. I learned the first time not to do it. <laughs> well, I appreciate the story and how candid you were, and, and have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Chase in Mississippi is on the phone. Hey, Chase, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's up, man? Hey, how y'all doing? Pretty good. Yeah, so I had a friend that proposed to his girlfriend at a party in front of me and a lot of other people, and she said no, and it was just really, really awkward, but they're still together, and it's just kind of odd. Yeah, all that's odd. (laughs) You better be dang sure she's going to say yes if you're proposing in In public. public. And then also on her side of it, in public, I would be like, Yes, and then afterward, go. Hey, no, I was just joking because I don't want to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I just throw up the wall and no in front of everybody, especially if you want to stay together with them. That's tough. How did he react they to that? Now. And they've been together. That's been six or eight months ago, and they're still together like nothing ever happened. So she's just not ready yet. I, I guess. I, I mean, I haven't brought it up to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that call, Chase. Yeah, thank you. All right. What's going on with you today? I picked the kids up. We got soccer practice, so find something to occupy my son for the hour that we have to wait while Stashira plays. But that's pretty much it. What about you? I'm doing Marty Smith's podcast from ESPN. Oh, cool. Oh, that guy's cool. Yeah, he asked me to come be on his podcast. He's, gonna... he's the guy with a country accent. Yeah, he started <laughs> in NASCAR. But really? now it's been so good, they put him on other things, too. That's fine. I didn't know that. So I'm going to do that. Um, we're shooting a video. I, I made a deal with Caitlin. We did something to our kitchen. I was like, if we do this, you have to shoot one cooking video because she loves to cook, but she has no interest in being the person on Instagram doing videos. <laughs> but I, you're making her. Yes. Nice. We made a deal, and she lost the deal, so we're shooting a video today. She is. I'm going to stay out of it, I think. Uh, doing that. Um, I'm going to go and hopefully get my suit today. It's the first day I've been well enough to actually go and try to get my suit fitted for Raymundo's wedding, which is coming up a bit. So, uh yeah, really, relatively, thank you. Relatively busy day. <laughs> thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you here tomorrow. Tim McGraw in studio for half hour tomorrow at 
7, 6 central. Boom. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Come on, y'all. Bobby Bones Show.